0: Welcome to the SharePLM podcast, the show that explores the vast universe of product lifecycle management. I'm your host, Miriam Yeni. I'm a senior consultant for SharePLM. In today's episode, I will be talking with Oleg Shilovitsky about cloud PLM, OpenBOM, and user training. Oleg is the co-founder and CEO at OpenBOM. OpenBOM is a cloud-based real-time collaboration and data management software for managing parts, catalogs, bills of materials, inventories, and purchase orders. The software is used at all stages of engineering, manufacturing, and supply chain environments. Oleg has been in the PLM trenches for over 25 years, building software products for data management, engineering, and manufacturing. He has worked for many companies such as Smart Team, Dassault System, Infobix, and Autodesk. His passion for manufacturing industry and new technologies led him to start working on OpenBOM. Oleg is as well the author of a very famous blog in the PLM world, Beyond PLM. The address is beyondplm.com. Beyond PLM is a leading source of information and comments about engineering and manufacturing software for the last 10 years. He is also a consultant and advisor to a number of startups and industrial companies. Now it's time to welcome our today guest, Oleg. He's here to tell us a bit more about the Cloud PLM Open boom, and he will also share with us his experience and opinion on how to get users up to speed with a PLM system. So hi, Oleg.
1: Hello. Nice to meet you, and thanks for inviting me. Pleasure being here.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. So my first question, Oleg, is uh, I would like to know a bit more about OpenBOM and how did you get started? What made you decide to start OpenBOM?
1: Great question, thank you. <laughs> so it all <laughs> starts from a combination of great, you know, of the ideas and pain. So I've been watching technology evolution and revolution and how cloud and SaaS technology is changing the world of a business. And I've been doing some experiments also with technologies and also in companies and also in PLM business. And uh, I came to conclusion that the timing is right to come with something different, completely different from what PLM industry has seen before. And the key element that bothered me is that all PLM systems before were developed for a company. Like, this mm-hmm. is a database for a company to help people to collaborate, to help people to manage information. And what OpenBOM does is uh, this look not on a company, but look at the network of the companies. So, and if you can see, the most successful companies for the last 20 years were developed with the vision of network.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So you can see Facebook is a network of people sharing information. So, you can... There are are many more examples, but OpenBOM is a system that uh, in a core foundation uh, has a technology that allowing two people to work together. So they, of course, can be secured and separate information. And if you don't want information to be available to somebody else, you will not do it. But Mm -hmm. if you want to share data in OpenBOM, it's a single click of a button. You will get access to any information that somebody wants to share with you. Now, think about two databases running a traditional plm architecture you need to export data from one system and you import data to another system and that Mm -hmm. uh, separation usually requires some excel work or some other procedure so the core foundation of open is a network foundation which you know some sometimes we call it multi multi multi-tenant architecture and software as a service the system is live, the system is running, and uh, the, the key difference is that uh, timing is absolutely right now to introduce this technology to manufacturing world.
0: Why do you think that the timing is absolutely right? What makes you think that?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, it's <laughs> n- nobody really know the, the, the answer. I remember somebody was telling me, as an entrepreneur, we always feel that we are late. In fact, <laughs> we always too early. So yeah. that's, that's the that's the distortion field. So, and uh, so somebody told me if you really feel that you're absolutely late, this is the right time. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was kind I of. But I, I think to be more scientific, I, I think the SaaS and cloud has a history of 20 years of development in different fields, and like the Salesforce.com was uh, one of the core foundational businesses that started with the vision of software as a service. You can bring more examples, but I think for the last 20 years, there are a lot of examples of cloud software convincing business that this is secure and can be used by manufacturing. And the last 10 years, it was a lot of experiments of large PLM companies thinking about how to develop cloud software. And uh, some of the examples were early in 2011, made by Autodesk, I'm speaking about large companies because mm-hmm. some other companies, you know, there was a bomb.com, which is Arena Solution, which was founded 20 years ago. Great ideas, but the, the timing. I think we're just at the state where technology is mature and people are ready to adapt. When I started my previous company, I was coming to people in 2010, 10 years ago, with uh, ideas of cloud and people were telling me, forget about this, nobody will be using cloud in manufacturing company." And when I came to the same people in 2016 with Openborn they said, "Oh, does it run on Amazon?" I said, "Yes." They said, "Great, we can use it." It's just a difference in timing that's something that's very hard to change. So, I think timing is right these days.
0: Do you think in relation to, you know, what's happening with the COVID pandemic, how do you think this situation is going to impact, you know, manufacturing in general, but also more related to how they approach cloud PLM and how do you think it's gonna, yeah, impact the the industry as a whole, and especially how is OpenBOM kind of responding to that.
1: I think first it's a tragic event because um, people people get sick. I think it doesn't change the trajectory because the trajectory of cloud adoption is what we've seen for the last ten years, and uh, especially for the last maybe three five years. I think the COVID is uh, just a huge acceleration factor. I think we just got a huge boost and push in adoption and in the need to think, how can we do work remotely? And once people try it, they will not go back. They will realize, oh, that's something that actually works. And why they didn't do it before? Because it changes hard and people didn't have enough push to do it. So it will push everyone. It's actually actively happening now. A lot of people are interested how to work remotely. So we're getting a lot of requests, a lot of questions, a lot of interest from larger companies, from everyone who's asking. So how actually systems can work remotely?
0: Yeah, I think uh, the corona crisis has been definitely an accelerator for many things that were in place but it just like was pressing the accelerate button and <laughs> and yeah but it's good to know that at least some good things are coming out of this also now i would like to go back a bit to open and a bit more to the implementation slash adoption part of it so in terms of implementation tell us a bit how it works and uh, is it like compared to other traditional s- softwares like how does it compare if you can tell us Typically, what will be a general implementation process with OpenBoom?
1: I think it's a great question, especially about comparison, because uh, PLM traditionally, it's an expensive enterprise-level system that a company takes a long time to decide about how to implement and how to use and what to do about this. And the reason is because it's expensive, And the reason it's because it requires a lot of work to install it, to configure, to set up. That's a lot of work and a lot of expense. so customers are going through the trajectory of let's make a decision. Let's be sure that we're making the right decision. Let's choose the vendor. And then when we already made this decision, now we can start implementing. And again, everything that needs to be done before it's expensive and time-consuming which drives companies to the decision point that they already decided, and they need that just to train people. It's like our company decided to use X, and now you're going to be trained how to use it. With SaaS PLM, with OpenMOM, you can create account online. So uh, it opens completely different opportunity for company to learn, because they don't need to ask for presentation. They don't need to ask for a meeting. They don't need to ask to set up and configure the system, and the system is basically works out of the box immediately as you create account. Let me give you an example. If you would like to manage data coming from SolidWorks, it will take you about ten minutes to create an account, to install add-in, and to start doing some work, and you will see some data in ten minutes in your account. So it doesn't mean that you will have everything done in 10 minutes, but it will give you an immediate response about what system can or cannot do. Remember, the biggest challenge during the implementation process is that this challenge is when companies need to decide for themselves what to do. So it's inside a company. It's their problem is, in most of the cases, not the technology, is their problem is a education, and decision for themselves. And because this is a problem, the soon as they will be exposed to this problem, the better for a company. Online tool like OpenBomb allows you to start exploring this than any other technology that will not be available. Because, you know, you can imagine everything. But when you will face the real problem, this is when it will crash you. You know, you can talk about this many times. but Once you start doing it, that, when you will, that would be the time that you will discover actually the real problem. So OpenBOM immediately available to you helps you to create a different learning curve, a different trajectory, because this is the interaction. Oh, I want to see what system can do. And now I have my aha moment about what problem do I have. Before that, I've seen it completely different. And we've seen it so many times with customers starting to adopt it. So they would like to click on the button to see something real thing coming from their data. And remember, data is a mess in most of the companies, probably always, because that's how people work. That's how people bring <laughs> so bringing this system that can help them to organize it, that, that help them to think. So the entire learning process and implementation process It's a lot of small incremental steps.
0: Is there an ability to customize the system after that? Because you say it's out of the box, but once someone has gone through that learning curve and realized what suits them or what not, to which extent can they customize then?
1: It's a great question because first, these SaaS and cloud systems were initially and rightfully blamed for uh, lack of flexibility. Now, that was uh, not uh, specifically related to cloud. It was specifically related to the first technologies that became available on the web. So uh, the first, what vendors did, they took existing software and hosted it. And by the hosting, they eliminating a lot of flexibility because the system just was not ready for this. But in fact, the flexibility, there is nothing wrong with the, between flexibility and web and the, and the cloud. It's just a matter of uh, technology and architecture. So when we started OpenBOM, we envisioned something that completely flexible to the level uh, you can think about spreadsheet. You know, spreadsheet is, I was always saying that if I have an engineers and I'm telling them the problem, they will come back to me in two hours with the spreadsheet that solves the problem. (laughs) So, Because this is the way a lot of engineers are thinking. That's this spreadsheet that solves the problem. So we gave them something that is uh, completely flexible and something that allows them to customize everything and bring it to the highest level of flexibility. So when we thought about OpenBOM. From the beginning, we thought about how to put a core foundation in a very flexible way. So something that allows you to customize everything in the most simplest way, and the simplest way for end user to understand the customization, is Excel. So at OpenBOM, the data model is completely flexible. You can add, you can think like an Excel, you can add any column, you can change any names, you can do all things in the very flexible way. And that's why, when users start with OpenBOM, it allows him in a very unique way to capture any data and to organize it in the way how it uh, needed for their specific for their specific requirements. And and it's absolutely key because if you come in with something out of the box, like you know, there are two engineers and between them they have at least three opinions how to do things. <laughs> so if you do not give them flexibility, yeah. it's something that will will never work. The manufacturing companies doing very similar things, but they will never agree that they are the same. So mm-hmm. trying to prove that they're the same, it's pointless. It's much easier to give them a flexible technology that allows them to make things in a flexible and customizable
0: way. I have another question, uh, just a bit on the topic of the cloud, because we're there. Uh, you know that one of the, the main criticism is still around security. And so what will you say about that, about the state of uh, cloud security nowadays, and also how is OpenBOM addressing this issue?
1: Yeah, let me start from the end. So OpenBOM is hosted on Amazon Cloud, and uh, by doing this, we put very solid foundation of technologies and security. Because if I will ask you, where is the server? You don't have even physical server because you cannot find them because the Amazon is working for us, making it secure. So mm-hmm. it requires a lot of additional things that need to be done on the security side, and we're doing them. It's a process. too. It's like quality. Quality is not an event, and security is not an event. So it's a process how to make systems secure, and we follow following this process, and we pay a lot of attention to security. Coming to the beginning of your question, is the security is the problem? Security is not a problem. Security is a red herring. Is Mm -hmm. it something that people like to bring up when they want to confuse people and say, like, this is not secure technology? I can tell you what is less secure than cloud. People are less secure than cloud. (laughs) So if I need something from your company, I will go through people. You know, we've seen the biggest scandals in the security world. They never associated with technology. They associated with people that actually exposed information. So start from people. If you believe that system on premise is more secure, I invite you to go to your office and ask and check how many workstations don't have a password. (laughs) <laughs> that would be easy right just go and check maybe one computer will not have a password i bet yeah. you will succeed <laughs> so yeah. i can bring more ideas but you I, I hope you get the point
0: i think no no i clearly i clearly get it <laughs> i have some uh, question a bit more about open how do you train new users so i can imagine that from what you told me it's a pretty intuitive system but Do people need to be trained? And if so, what kind of resources do you make available? So yeah, how do you deal with with that situation?
1: That's a great question because, um, you know, in this modern world, we realize that people don't like to read. So people like to learn by clicking, but at the moment of time they're stuck, they would like to have information available for them. So we, from the early beginning, we've been investing a lot in how to provide enough online sources of information that people can go through. So, and this is very specific for engineers and for manufacturing companies. I would say it's probably different than if you will work with accountant or some other type of software, because engineers like to figure out. If they feel that they cannot figure out, they think that something is wrong. And if you will try to teach them, they will disagree to do it, because they said, if I cannot figure out this software, something is wrong with this software. (laughs) So not to say that people don't want to be trained. It's not right but there is some element and this is very typical in this modern environment and the young generation of people it's it's a, it's a hybrid it's a combination of things so people like to figure out by themselves if they cannot they get disappointed if there is no information online they get disappointed but it all together will not eliminate the need for support and a life help so that's why we use a combination of things it's our online resources. We are trying to bring it to perfection. It's an ongoing process. It's like painting the Golden Gate Bridge, it's something that does all we do all the time. But at the same time, with improvement and uh, online information, we also provide them online help immediately, remotely. It is chat. It is online support. It is a web meeting if needed. And, uh, you know, it can end up with a phone call if needed. But it goes with this direction. It's all it's, it's an experience together and how people can do it. What is also very typical in the uh, online environment, that the demand for speed is much higher than mm-hmm. I ever seen in any on-premise system. I have a system installed on my servers, Somebody visited last week, something doesn't work. Next week, we will set up a meeting. <laughs> that's, you yeah. know, that's how I've seen it for many years. Yeah. Now it sounds different. So I created the account. The next five minutes, I have a question. If somebody is not answering me this question in 10 minutes, I think that something is wrong. We help online, and uh, that's something that uh, only, we, we are only improving within
0: time. I just want to bounce back on something you said about the engineer mentality that if they can't do it by themselves, then something is wrong. So... That obviously is not very compatible with, uh, you know, having all the online resource and like teaching people. So how do you think we can try to motivate those people, those engineers to actually, for example, in our case that we do online learning? So how can we get people to invest themselves into learning more about the PLM system without feeling this, you know, I've got to figure it out by myself?
1: You know, I, I wish I would know the answer. So uh, <laughs> I think...
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, that's just your opinion, obviously. <laughs> yeah. No,
1: the, 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 the point is that first, the people are different. And, you know, mm-hmm. there are people that come in with a strong position that we're asking for a meeting. Can you come to the meeting and pitch us on the system? Mm-hmm. We can hear it. And, you know, nothing wrong with this. We set up a web meeting. We come into the meeting. We play the video or we play the same demo that you have on the YouTube. And again, for most of the it's, it's most of the situation, this meeting is actually what the important part is not the demo. The important part mm. is the conversation. So, if people mm. like to have live conversation, we are all for this. So, but there are people that would like to learn by themselves. So it's like not well, one size doesn't fit all, and we see all of them. And there are mm. different mentality, and there are different countries, and there are different type of people, and there are different generations. So, you bring it all together. And you will understand that it's not something single. But uh, the trend that I clearly see is a trend towards more online learning, more training resources available online, more information provided online, but of course, combined with the life support.
0: Do you use some kind of system walkthrough with OpenBOM?
1: Do you mean the systems that help onboarding people? and? uh, yes. Yeah, we we tried multiple times, and I have to tell you, it was a mixed success. Mm -hmm. The latest thing that we did is that we created an online training library for OpenBOM with the great help of SharePLM. So this online library is the focal point for users to learn. So it's not perfect, but it's uh, probably for this type of software, It requires not only how to click, but also put some background information because we realized when we provided a help like click here, click here, it worked, but nobody was interested because they knew how to click without this help. It's just when the system is transactional, it's probably something that easy, like you need to click here, you need to click here and it will work for you. Okay. But if it requires some creativity, if it requires some understanding of the problem that company has, it requires a little bit more. And this is why I believe that training library that we created is actually helpful in a much better way than just provide the assist where to click.
0: So I have a, one last question. That's a question we're going to ask uh, all our guests. So I would like to know your opinion. So if you could give one advice to a PLM manager or a team that are struggling to get the system. In this case, it might be open boom. They're struggling to get it accepted and properly, correctly used by the users. What will be that one piece of advice?
1: Oh, thank you. Somehow I waited for this <laughs> question. <laughs> I, I would say that my biggest advice for every manufacturing company is uh, to use a virtual mirror. So they need to it mm-hmm. themselves and they need mm. to understand what they want. So this is where it starts because uh, it's, uh, product lifecycle management, data management, and manufacturing—it's it's an ongoing thing. It's not something that you do and then you you've done. No, it's it's something that you as a company do all the time. So uh, and uh, some people think that they only need it when you know when they made mistake. It's all starts from people and it all starts from a company. We can bring software that extract data from CAD. And make a bill of materials, but without somebody understanding what they actually want to get out of this, it will be very hard for them also to understand and also make it successful because, at the end, each company is slightly different and they have different priorities and they have different problems. So, starting from themselves, you know, all our conversations with companies that we have in We usually lead them to tell us about what they actually have and what they want. It's a starting point for exploration. And then technology will come and technology will help them.
0: It's remembering that it's at the end of the day, even if we're talking about technology, it's all about people. It's all about human and starting from there.
1: Absolutely. Just don't take me wrong. If technology doesn't work, it's a separate problem. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but people can screw up any technology. So that's (laughs) just amazing how they can do it.
0: Awesome. So just one last question. So how can people learn more about OpenBOM? What's the best way to get in touch with you?
1: Oh, absolutely. The best way to get in touch with us, it's openbom.com. You go on the website, the chat will jump on you immediately. So you will be asked for questions and the website will give you the best explanation possible and it will be linked to the documentation and it will be linked to the email and linked to create an account and get a 14-day free trial for any subscription on bar. So you will be pretty much in five minutes up and running, uh, surrounded by resources and people that want to help you.
0: Thank you very much, Oleg, for coming here and talking to us. Uh, it was really interesting conversation. So thank you very much.
1: Thank you very much for inviting me. Good luck and uh, look forward to talk soon again.
0: Sure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the SharePn podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to visit shareplm.com slash podcast to join the conversation, access the show notes and links. Head over to your podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on our podcast. It's very much appreciated. Thank you very much and see you at the next episode.